Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark, round 21, another massive round of games, of course. And as I say hello to this man, Steve Johnson, wore the number 20, which put you next to Cameron, Cameron Mooney, who was number 21. Um, now, Stevie, did you find it weird or somewhat unusual when Cameron Mooney named his daughter? Stevie? Yes. I did find that a little bit strange. But, um, <laughs> was it in, in honour of you or just really liked that? I think it must have been. That's the way I took it anyway, yes. being a, a, a player that put it down his throat so often. So he deserved <laughs> to do something for me. And how was Dancing uh, with the Stars? Yes. If you just got back. Johnny's Revolta wants his shirt back from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's a bit shiny. Look like you're going to a nightclub. It is a bit shiny, isn't it? Uh, might not have been the perfect choice um, of shirt. As I say hello to this man who came in before we started recording this show and did he not, Stephen, say that he went to, the, spent two days at the snow and that he was on? Oh, he was on, <laughs> he was but on. then I've checked the tracker <laughs> and is. he's got a top speed, which he was gloating about, of yeah. 45 k's an hour. <laughs> which now, is... the top skiers and I, I don't... I'm not a top skier in the world, mate. That's pretty good yeah, for me. I'm not a top skier in the world. I, I've clocked 60 to 70 k's. You haven't clocked 70 k's. <laughs> mate, I that grew up about rubbish. an hour and a half from the snow. I'm just... That is rubbish, mate. Your it's knee rubbish. is inverted a, inward. You yeah, can't walk properly. It's a reason. It's not because of my footy career. It's because of my snow skiing career. <laughs> hey, it feels like so you were stuck in second gear. I was up there. And I mm. tell you what, our yep. man last week, so we did our segment, Pull Your Head In. Yep. And he told the Mansfield Bakery they needed to pull their head in for their prices. Yep. Very unhappy, the Highland people. I'd heard they were so worked up, they got you to send a message immediately from up on the slopes. Let's take a look. Fair to say, Stevie. Words got back about the Mansfield Bakery. They're not happy up here in the Highlands. They said, you're not welcome. Rob from George's Ski High, he is filthy. He said, that stupid Geelong rat, tell him not to come up here, because there's hell to pay. They are filthy about you canning any sort of bakery. So be careful when you go in one. What was wrong with the pie? Mansfield Bakery, it's a beautiful bakery. No, bakery. nothing wrong with Mansfield, and I probably didn't sort of clarify myself. Mm. I was actually at an upmarket cafe in Mansfield and I- It wasn't even the Mansfield Bakery. No, I ordered the venison ragu, which right. cost me about 34 bucks. <laughs> but I have been to many country bakeries yes. over the last six months and the prices yes. have gone up since right. I lived there 21 years ago, which is inflation, well, I guess. We need to look after the good people in the uh, country. Hey, massive news this week, of course, with Sydney champion Lance Franklin uh, retiring. Did it without the big interview or the big swan song. Here's him with his two coaches, Johnny Longmire and Alistair Clarkson, of course. Pretty simple Instagram posts. Thanks to everyone who's been on this crazy ride with me. Shannon Bungahern is also about out. One of the best kicks the game has seen over the past 15 years. Stevie, how did, when did you know it was time to hang up the boots? Was there a moment? Uh, probably, apart from my form, uh, there was probably a moment well, that's a pretty um, important part of it. It's <laughs> part of it. Um, I was getting my knee drained uh, two to three times a week towards the end of my career. Mm. And there was a stage there where uh, on a Friday, yeah. the day before a footy game, mm. my sons asked me to take him outside for a kick of the footy. He said, Dad, do you want to, can you take me out for a kick? And I said, no, I can't, mate. Sorry, I'm too sore. And he mm. said, well, uh, aren't you playing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, you were doing whatever you could to get up, but I knew that yeah. it would have ramifications later on in life, and that's when I knew I was done. Yours was a little while longer ago, Brownie. Do you, how do you remember uh, how you retired? The end came pretty quickly after my broken leg. I felt like that lateral movement just went, couldn't do it anymore, mm. um, and sort of fell off a cliff. Right. Yeah. You had a troublesome groin from memory? Yes. Well, that's what you were quoted as saying. Yes, I did. I yes. tried to do a one-arm push-up one day Yes. out on a picnic, um, 
and felt the groin go, right. and that was two weeks before the season, so that didn't help out the no. last year. And then, and then you begged Ross Lyon and Mick Moldhouse. Rang Mick Moldhouse from uh, from New York. Yeah, sober. Yeah. That was the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was the morning, but okay. um, Mick Moldhouse said, "Yeah, you, know, you did a great job. You always used to be Jimmy Clement." And I said, "Yes, I did, Mick." And he goes, but "We're not going to take you." Yes, well, that's unfortunate. Would have liked to see you gone on again, uh, Brownie. Of course, um, it is time for. Are you sure? Right, Stevie, you're first off the rank. Are you sure the Bulldogs have underachieved since they won the flag in 2016? No, I don't reckon they have. I reckon they've been pretty competitive. Uh, they've made a grand final since then. They've probably only got four or five A-graders on their list, I would have thought. Bonapelli, Libba, English. Mm -hmm. You could argue that um, Caleb Daniel is on that list, but I think they're short in their defence. They're relying on... Uh, some inexperienced players to hold up their end of the bargain. Pass mark from Stevie J for the Western Bulldogs. What about you, Brownie? Are you sure Simon Goodman has now settled on his preferred key forward combination? Well, it's going to be hard to kick six goals every week like Harrison Petty, but he looks an option with Van Ruin. I'd play them ahead of Ben Brown, and you've also got Bailey Fritch to come back in. So Fritch, Van Ruin, and... Harrison Petty yep. seem to be the three they'll go with. Could be tough for Brody Grundy on the run home. Hey, Stevie J, are you sure Matty Crouch will find a new home in the trade period? Uh, potentially. Uh, I mean, his game on the weekend was terrific. Mm. He starred, had a lot of possessions, contested possessions, score involvements. The but segment he needs... is, are you sure? It's not potentially. <laughs> well, I'm are not you sure. sure. I'm not yes sure, or no. Because... Right. Yep. Where he lacks is his defensive stuff. So we've seen the numbers he was able to put up in a great game um, put together in a big win. Mm. Um, he needs to sustain it, as I said, because there is question marks over some deficiencies within his game, and that's why he hasn't been a consistent player this year. You want to say more? Hey, Nathan Brown, are you sure yep. Carlton should extend the coaching contract of Michael Voss over summer? No, they shouldn't. Not at all. They've won their games in a row at the moment, but why? He's contracted at the end of 2024. Mm -hmm. That's worked for Port Adelaide and Ken Hinckley. I don't think anybody's going to be banging down the door mm -hmm. for Michael Voss. They're going well. They probably should play finals, but I would wait till yep. the end of next season. Oh, I agree, Brownie. Hey, Stevie J, are you sure Port will lose their spot in the top two by the end of the season? Form starting No, I'm not sure about that. I think they will finish in the top two. I think Brisbane will win three of their next four. I think uh, Melbourne is the only potential team that could jump above them. They've got um, two wins which they'll bank and then another two which are 60-40 games for them which I'd expect them mm. to maybe lose one of those on the way home. So they'll finish four points ahead of either of those two teams. Brownie, Jeremy Cameron hasn't posted a coach's vote since round eight. Are you sure his form drop-off has been one of the biggest slumps of the season? Well, it, when you come from such a high, uh, I guess, base at the start of the year, so he was going, he was playing as good a football as anybody's ever played in this competition. Nick yeah. Dacos was very similar, but Jeremy Cameron plays a much harder position. So mm -hmm. I think he's still contributing. The concussion, I think, knocked him around a bit, so he took a while to get back from that. He looks like he's a little bit sore at the moment, so I wouldn't be concerned about it. I mean, he played such good football at the start of the year. I don't think it's alarming for anybody. His goal-kicking accuracy down a little bit. Hey, Stevie J, even without a flag, are you sure Buddy Franklin's recruitment was a success at Sydney? Yeah, I am sure of that, Jay. I think he's been unbelievable for, for the Sydney Footy Club and football in New South Wales. Uh, there's the diehard supporters that go along every week, but then there's also the, the people in Sydney that go along like they're going to a show or, or a theatre, and he's been the main act. Yep. And he's played in three losing grand finals. So, I mean, it's been a success. Would have been great for him to have won one there, but um, unbelievable career for the Swans and the Hawks. Big tick for Buddy from Stevie J. Brownie, last one. 
Um, Jack Zebel retired this week. Are you sure Toddy Goldstein should play on? If Alistair Clark has got a ruckman who he thinks will play in their next final series in three, four, however many years, five, Jerry. six, mm-hmm. yes, he should retire. But if not, play on. Okay, that has been Are You Sure? Yes, very good, boys. I like that. Hey, massive game on Friday night. Bulldogs versus Richmond, of course. The stakes uh, for finals and top eight positions are enormous. If the Tigers lose this one, uh, Brownie could just about put a line through it. They need to make a statement. <laughs> they do. How can you pick a winner in this one? So I watch both these clubs closely, and the Bulldogs, they win the clearances, they win the contested footy, they dominate everywhere, but they can't put the scoreboard on. Six goals up and they dropped that game against uh, GWS last week. And then you look at Richmond, who played so well last week against Melbourne for three and a half quarters. They got done late, obviously, as we know. But 20 points up when Dustin Martin kicked that goal. They played well. And I cannot pick a winner. If I'm going to put money on a game, I cannot look at this game and go, I am certain on the dogs or certain on Richmond. It's just, it is on the fence for me. Humpty Dumpty. The the dogs have the quality in the midfield. They've got an edge in the midfield. I know Taranto and Hopper, two very good players, and then Curvis comes back. But surely that Bulldogs midfield is the gives them an advantage in yeah I, I think it does they've been scoring heavily from stoppage last week the dogs couldn't uh, contain the giants on the back of their turnovers mm. so the defense wasn't as well set up um, so I think they've got an advantage in that area. They'll need to go inside 50 and score because on the other hand, if Richmond are to win the contest, they go inside 50 since has uh, taken over. They've been the number one most efficient team in the AFL, scoring at about uh, once in every two inside 50s uh, over the past 10 weeks. So. Um, it, the engine room is where this game's going to be won or lost. I think the Dogs have a slight advantage, although um, my only worry is they're a little bit limited in their defence. Yeah. They do not have a lockdown defender, the Dogs. So you saw what Toby Green did last week. Taylor Dre was on them. Mm. If I'm a quota, I'm saying, OK, we need Dustin Martin in the midfield and we need Shea Bolton in the midfield. Yeah. For me, it's just a 50-50 swap. One plays out of the goal square, one plays in the middle, and they just swap all day. And then, OK, good luck to whoever has to pick them up when they go forward and try and score yeah. out yeah. Of the midfield yeah, as well. I agree. That's a really good point. Put all your class in the midfield. Yep. Um, try to take away, take the edge off Bontempelli and Liberatore in English and uh, win the territory battle. If you win the territory battle in this game, um, I think, yeah, Richmond will be able to score too, too heavily for Bulldogs. And Dusty's form has been amazing. His first half last week was yeah. incredible. We're not talking about him a lot, but he's certainly been terrific. Right, uh, it is ruck round, of course, and next we're going to uh, discuss who should be the All-Australian big man uh, this year. Tim English started the season strong. Max Gorn's coming with a rush. The boys will talk about it next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We're talking about big men, some of the best to have uh, played at the game. You played with a Brownlow medalist, uh, Nathan Brown. Was he the best ruckman you played with? Yeah, I think so. A colossus of a man, Scotty Wine. And he was, uh, I just love the way he was around the football club. He was a gentleman, but when he crossed the white line, I mean, he had tree trunk legs. They went from there and they did not change shape the whole way down. (laughs) They were the the calf and the whole, and his hip, they were all about the same size, Scotty Wine. And when he was younger, he'd had his finger cut off. 
off. So he was missing this finger all the way down there, and it was known as Stumpy. So any time that we wanted to hit towards the boundary line, we yep. called Stumpy, and yep. he put it out there. And yeah. being obviously all the team players we were, there was five players getting for that <laughs> ball. So uh, he was a good man, Scotty. What about you, Stevie? Uh, Brad Ottens mm-hmm. was the best uh, ruckman I played with. He was mm-hmm. his ability around the forward stoppages that I can remember best, where he was not like those ruckmen that sort of get in and hit it down to the ground. And you know, if the ball goes on the, on the ground, you've got to chase it up. Yep. He had this deft touch, he'd just sort of tap it up. So as you were coming past, you'd almost pick it up as it's sort of just starting mm, its descent. Nice. Mm. And uh, he was a perfect ruckman and very good around the ground. Otto took mark of the year at the SCG one year. Mm. I couldn't believe a big man at about six foot seven could jump over someone's shoulders like he did and take the mark of the year like he did that night. I remember that. It was outstanding. They were two of the best former uh, ruck greats. Who are the best two current stars? We'll find out next on Would You Rather. Right, so Tim uh, English from the Western Bulldogs and Max Gorn, probably the two best ruckmen in the competition uh, this season. If you're calling your All-Australian team now, fellas, or you to project forward to the end of the season, your All-Australian team's announced, who do you think deserves a nod? Tim English or Max Gorn? Well, he's coming with a rush, Max, at the end of the season because obviously with Brodie Grundy being out, his last few weeks have been out. The last three weeks have been pretty good for Max Gorn. Probably votes in... Two of them, maybe. Uh, the middle game, I think he was okay without getting the votes. But Tim English, for the course of the season, I think has had a more consistent year. Yep. I think, yeah. Uh, here are the numbers right here. And they're similar around disposals. Tim English got a few more hitouts, but hitouts to advantage are a little bit more in Max's favour. Clearances, uh, Max has got his uh, fair. And then goal accuracy is an interesting one. So Max obviously does get down and has a crack at goal, but not that good on the conversion rate. But they're not there to kick goals. It's a nice add on. Score involvement's five and a half to four. So that's this year alone. I'm going with the All-Australian Ruckman right now is Tim English. What do you think, Stevie? Uh, I think it's very tight because Max Gorn has spent uh, a lot of time forward when Grundy was playing. So Which that's maybe work. why his hitouts yep. to um, advantage and hitouts in total are a little bit down in comparison to Tim English. English has had a fantastic season and I love the way he pushes forward and hits the scoreboard as well. Mm-hmm. But as you said, the last three weeks when Max has been one out in the ruck, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say he'd probably be number one in the coaches' votes over that period of time. So if you're picking one in the schoolyard, you're probably going to go with Max Gorn. But Tim English is the up-and-coming Max Gorn yep. of the next six or seven years. He's so much like Dean Cox. Does he remind you of Dean Cox, the way he can move around? Like he's, even his ball use on, on both sides, it's quite extraordinary mm. for a big man. Yeah, he's pretty agile, uh, definitely um, gets around the ground and takes those marks, whether it be uncontested or contested, not quite as good as Max Gorn, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, uses the ball by foot like Coxie. Not on both sides, Coxie could you're in the could school yard today, right. in the schoolyard today, Dean Cox or Max Gorn? Uh, I'm still taking Coxie. Um, he was in our era, I guess, but he was, he was a seven or eight time All-Australian. He was the he was a dominant big man. Max is up to six in, in our yep. in our era, so yep. um, hard to split. Let's yeah. be honest, but I uh, love love playing against Cox. Gorn's past five years have been outstanding. I think Tim English's next five will be very good as well. That has been. Would you rather? <laughs> now let's be honest, uh, Brownie. Stevie J rates himself in a, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, go- goal kicking, for like example. He's put together the Port Adelaide list. He, well, <laughs> yeah, now he's been pumping up his ability to yeah. recruit and identify oh, They rang me and asked me about this. They yes. rang me and asked me yes. about that. Yes. Oh, I told them yes. this. You say I told things off air and you grab it <laughs> yes. and run with it. Stephen Wells is here and basically <laughs> Steve Johnson make, thinks he's telling They make a thousand phone calls, these guys. Yeah, but I, wanna, I do want to highlight. Right. Let's dig deep on talent identification and recruiting with Steve Johnson on the recruiting files. 
Yeah, so what we want to have a look at here is how Geelong were able to put their list together to win a premiership in 2022 and then have a look after we look at this graphic at Port Adelaide. So right here we look at uh, in the last five years in the lead up to their premiership, who they were able to draft and bring in uh, to their club Good at the end of the season. So the blue ones here that we see, they're the ones they've drafted in the last five years. The interesting one there is Tyson Stengel who did spend some time at Port Adelaide, but they, they took a bit of a punt on him and got him to the footy club and he was an all Australian in the first season at Geelong. So those are the players. The next players we're gonna bring up in this graphic are the players they're able to bring in, which shows how important list managers are within a football club um, in the modern day. So bringing those players in, surrounding them with the players you've drafted and the players you've already had at your football club for a period of time can be the point of difference between winning and and not competing for a you premiership. It would have been really impressive was if you had Tyson in blue and Stengel in green because he played another club as well. Yeah, I don't actually put the graphics together, but I thought they'd done quite well there, they our did a great team. Job. Perfect. Now we're going to have a closer look at uh, the Port Adelaide Power and why they're actually in contention right at the moment for uh, the 2023 season. These are the players they've brought in in the last five years, some absolute superstars there. Bergman's having a terrific year. Butters, Rosie, we hear a lot about. Um, and those other guys down there, Dersma's going to be a super player, he's just had some injuries. And we look at what uh, Jamie Cripps has been able to do from a list management point of view. So you, they, they bring in the players, Jason Cripps, um, apologies, um, what he's been able to do around supporting that back line with Aaliyah coming in, McKenzie and Burton. Th those guys weren't superstars, in fact a couple of those guys almost maybe out of the system, but they've been able to come in and fill a role and then they bring in Horn Francis who's a super talent uh, that they pay that little bit more money to, to give themselves an opportunity to compete uh, for a premiership in 2023. So outstanding list management um, decisions. Yep. And I think list management um, people at football clubs now almost have a more important role than senior coaches. Ooh, it's, I like that. that so they should good. be paid more than if that's the case. Potentially. I think, um, yeah, they make big decisions. They, they're looking, they're scouring at least, they're looking for players that are underpaid or have uh, potential uh, to improve mm -hmm. and uh, looking for those bargains and they do their homework and very important. You're the money man. What would a list manager, the top list manager in the AFL get paid? Oh, I think they'd be 300 and something, I reckon. Be you under, think that's under, about right? No, I think they'd be closer to about 500. 500? Yeah. For a list manager? Not yeah. since it's like like actual right now. It just depends. Nah. Some football clubs set it up so their football manager is the main man and makes the decisions and then they have a recruiting manager under yeah. that. Some have football manager, list manager and recruiting. Nice. I don't, maybe pre-soft cat, cap, uh, soft cap, cat. <laughs> soft cap. cap. A cat well that has been the recruiting files. Uh, we love your work, Stevie. That is for sure. Going to be interesting whether to see uh, the cat, Asava Radagalia, goes to Port Adelaide for next season will be a huge story in the trade period. Those two sides take on each other, of course, this weekend. Geelong versus Port Adelaide. Stevie, your heart's close to both of these clubs. You're on Port Adelaide from very early in the season, you said. They've um, got a big chance to take it out this year. But... Both clubs 
wheels, they're just starting to wobble a little bit. Yeah, so Hawkins is a massive out. I think that's cancelled out by Alir going out for Port Adelaide with mm -hmm. concussion. But Blitzavs is a big one for Geelong. Yeah. They couldn't afford to lose him. He's their swing man that yeah. they can play through the middle of the ground, go behind the ball and can also push forward and kick goals. So um, it's going to be a really tight game, this one. Um, I'm slightly probably leaning towards Port Adelaide. Just I, Really? Yeah, I know Geelong don't lose two at home in a row too often. We're or probably haven't Freeman for a number of years. Week. But yes. um, I just think Port Adelaide... Um, they've been a better team for, so far this year. You don't lose your ability. So they lost three weeks ago when they made seven changes to Carlton. Carlton on fire mm -hmm. at the moment. They lose to Collingwood. Everybody lose to Collingwood except Carlton last week in, a, mm -hmm. in an amazing game. And then they've lost twice to Adelaide. So Adelaide obviously last week. So they're three tough games. This is yep. Port. I think they can win. I think they go and they reassert themselves. Um, obviously, Mark Blixarves is a massive out for me. I think he's their most important player. We talk about Cameron. We talk about Hawkins. Talk about Dangerfield. But Blixarves and Stewart are their two most important players at the moment structurally. I think Port Adelaide can get them. If Port Adelaide get up, it would be a massive shot in the arm for Ken Hinckley. Any word on he, when he might be re-signed? Um, uh, Stevie, I, we're I expecting think it's to going to be in the, the next fortnight, Joe. Yes, I think uh, that will be rubber stamped uh, shortly. Right, GWS Sydney. Now, is this a real mm. rivalry or not, um, Stevie? Is there, is there a bit of spice in it or...? There is, yeah. 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 You screamed at Lance Franklin teams, one day. I mean, you, you, the, the, the boys run into each other quite a lot because uh, most of the GWS boys live over in the eastern suburbs, so they see each other at the uh, the Bondi Icebergs um, baths there and do their recovery a, a fair bit down at the Bronte Beach and those kinds of things. But, yeah, it's a, there'll be a big build-up to this and um, no love lost. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be an interesting game. It'll be interesting to see who goes to Toby Green. Dane Rampey goes out of the team for yes, the Swans. big loss. Um, and they're lacking a few key defenders as well. So whoever gets that match-up, good luck. He's in unbelievable form, Toby. What way do you think it goes, Brownie? Were you an iceberg sort of man <laughs> when you were up there? Did you get the rig well, out? Well, surprisingly, Nath, I was. We still uh, get along there yeah. and uh, get in As the speedos. Yeah. Um, we might have to bring up a graphic next week. Uh, a view in Speedos. Me and That'll Speedos be great. getting a massage. We need to put a, on, to put a content on, warning on that. On the balcony at Icebergs. That's when you know you've made it. <laughs> it's actually called a photo, not a graphic. But anyway, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, the Giants for me. Yes. Any reason why? Uh, I think Toby Green. They're going better. Yep. They're midfield. That's not to say Sydney aren't playing well. I think Sydney are playing better now than what they have at any point this season. Yep. But the Giants, I think, have just got that anywhere, anytime mm -hmm. thing about them at the moment well, that I like. Well done to Adam Kingsley, his first year in charge of the Giants. Right, coming up next, we're going to be talking about squirrel grips on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sports Beto. Stevie, things got a bit heated on the field between Dane Torco and Took Miller, of course, in the Q clash when, um, we'll have a look at it now, there was an alleged school grip. Uh, was this an intentional grab at the groin from Took Miller here, or do you think it was accidental contact in the tackle? No, that uh, may not have been his number one priority as he went to make the tackle, but the then it three. turned into an intentional squirrel grip. Right. He had a full handful of his knacker bag <laughs> and he decided to go <laughs> through with it 
and roll him over. Yeah. And if I was Dane Zorko, I would have landed one right on his chin mm. following that. So it's the right it. thing to do to let go because if you lay a tackle right and I get someone by the elbow, I'm well, not letting not gonna, that go. He's not going to handball the ball away with where he was tackling him, was he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I find it hard to believe that he did it on, on purpose. You're I mean, giving him an out. I'm giving him an out. Right. I think I'm going to give him an out. I, I feel for Tuki. Yes. <laughs> they don't like each other, um, yeah. no. these two. No. Things have been spicy Heated. for a little while and now. There's nothing worse than, than that, that type of feeling. And I just want to throw to a little uh, video we have here of someone that we know quite well. Oh, oh, oh. Nate, what happened there? This was some years I ago. I remember seeing that, that on coming. the news. Didn't know it was coming. And uh, it, it did it a little bit blue after that, um, yeah. a, a bruise. But mm. tough target hit too, I would have thought. Cold <laughs> <laughs> day at Punt Road. Brownie, you looked like you took your hair very seriously at that point. Very too. seriously the back then. The was quite yeah. sort of... Thick and lush. Yeah, you, know? you got product in there. Did you put product in here when you went out to train? Yeah. Right, just in case Absolutely. the cameras rocked up. Yeah. Okay, I think we're going to have more to say about this uh, next week. You and your hair, Brandy, although quite short and thin at the moment. Hey, um, let's go to Bacon Week. I want to go first. This is Brandy's segment. Tough men of the bacon, question marks of the egg. I'm going to go Taylor Walker. He was written off a couple of years ago. Second in the Coleman medal. I think only six behind Charlie. Kicked an outstanding goal. Balked right on the left at the weekend. It was part of another big bag. So, Taylor Walker, you are my bacon. Brandy? Now you oh, do your egg, I'm going to do my egg too. That's how it works. Um, bacon sorry. and the egg. Yes, sorry. Um, I'm going to go I've Dane been doing Zorko. For four weeks. Dane Zorko. Now, um, What's Dane done wrong well, with the egg? did he sook it up? Was it a bit sooky? He well, went on radio and... plums. Well, can you prove it was intentional? It's uh, these accidental things. They happen on the football field. I thought he was it's a bit sooky. So it's bit out egg. of the player code of conduct. Yes. Conduct. Bit go egg. after them <laughs> on radio regions. after that. Oh, I'm going to go the bacon. Now, this is yeah. committed, obviously, to the bacon and egg combination. And that is Christian Petrarca, the way he's playing football at the moment. So he's been told, we need you to play forward. We need you to kick goals. Happy to go and do that, then go back in. Mm. And remember, Christian Petrarca wasn't as fit as what he needed to be. So he went away and he worked on his body, worked on his body shape. Mm. And he came back, and since then he has been maybe in the top three players in the competition for the last four or five years. Yep. Outstanding. Good chef too. Now, he is. Uh, is he? He likes, uh, he yeah. puts some Instagram uh, videos up. It's called, yeah. it's called The Tracker. Or One something. of my favourite players to watch is the egg, and he used to be the bacon. Now, that's Jake Stringer. So back in 2021, when he was elite fitness, mm. no surprise that he had his best season for the Bombers. They played finals, kicked 41 goals. At the moment, um, he's got his injury concerns, obviously. You're reporting that he might be out for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, plantar fascia. I think he can get back to being the bacon if he gets fit over this preseason. Right now, he's yeah. the egg, but he needs to get fit over the preseason to give himself and Essendon the best chance because there was a time there a few weeks ago where he looked like being out of the side. Brandy, he wasn't playing well. He's playing with an injury. It's the, he could have easily sat on the side. He's not fit enough, Jay. Let's put it that way. He's not fit enough, and he needs to get fit Playing again over the off-season. One of my favourite players needs to get fit in the off-season. That's not what you just said. Okay, well, I'm going to run with my bacon this week, and that is Jake Melksham oh, uh, from Melbourne like Footy Club. They were desperate for someone to kick some goals, and Jake Melksham yeah. has stood up in the last three weeks and given him plenty. He's hit goals around the corner, left yeah. and right foot. Well done, the snake, Melksham. Yep. You are my bacon. My egg for this week is Darcy Moore. So Ooh. everyone would be saying, you know, is he in contention to be the All-Australian captain? Well, not for me. I think um, he's a terrific defender when the pressure is on the ball and Collingwood uh, can cause quick kicks into their uh, defence. 
and he stands up, he takes intercept marks. But he gets a lot of goals kicked on him because when the ball's free-flowing, he doesn't sort of re-engage his opponent and try and defend his opponent one-on-one like a Sam Taylor does. He defends one-on-one, then he comes off his opponent and takes intercept marks. So I believe in um, him, Darcy, as a defender and can be one of the best defenders in the comp, but for mine, conceding way too many goals right at the moment. Mm, That's a good clip. I like that. That's what bacon and egg's all about. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Well done. One of the best of the se- uh, one of the best of the season. Well done, Stevie. That has been bacon or egg. Right, and now the boys are going to come off the long run again for pull your head in. Demanded to go first. I'm up first. My old mate Warren Treadray from Port Adelaide. He's in the news at the moment. He's in court. So this is Warren oh. out the front of court after he's had a big day in the court. And I had a look at his tie and I thought, what is that emblem down there? And I'm going to hone in on it. It's his oh. Hall of Fame tie. Warren, Warren, pull your head in. Yes. You don't wear your Hall of Fame tie to court, man. Oh, that's, that's un- very good. unbelievable. You were desperate to have this. That's a great now pick up. Did you actually yeah. zoom in on yeah, that? I did. Zoom. It, oh, all right, my <laughs> pull your head in this week goes to Nathan Murphy. Now, oh. Nathan Murphy has been playing for free kicks too often. He's a good enough player. You're forming a good reputation as a good young defender that's reliable for the Collingwood Football Club. Stop playing for free kicks because oh. that's how you'll be known in the future if you keep doing it. going after Darcy Moore and Nathan Murphy. Oh, that's impressive. Strong from you, uh, Stephen. I'm going to have a crack at the English cricket team. Surely after an Ash, one of the great Ashes series, you're sweet for everything that's happened. Swing open the change room door. Come on in, boys. How good would it be? You're Ben Stokes and Paddy coming, sitting down, having a cold frothy. That w- Did you ever get to do that, Stevie? Or uh, In the Hall of Fame game with Treaders, but I don't think he was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Will Scullin uh, beers. Uh, come yeah. on, Poms, that's not good enough. And that's been Pull Your Head In. Yes, well done, fellas. Uh, poor Treaders, uh, though. We'll give some feedback. He will give us some feedback on that, I am sure. Hello to you, Warren. Right, St Kilda versus Carlton. This is a massive game for both clubs. Carlton absolutely on a roll. Stevie J look like potentially the form team of the competition with Charlie Kerno. White hot, surely they get the job done against St Kilda. Yeah, who would have thought that uh, at this stage of the year you'd be saying you can't tip against Carlton, yes. which is where I'm at with them at the moment, given, yeah, the form of Charlie Kernow since Harry Mackay has gone out of the team, he has absolutely dominated. Yep. And um, we called for them earlier on in the season to be a bit more daring with the footy in hand and to take the game on and give their forwards a chance ahead of the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they've done and have grown in confidence and now they're one of the form teams in the competition, Nath. When you say white hot, yes, how hot's white Very hot? Very hot. Like, yes. is, there, is there ranges of yes. of heat? We did science. Yeah, the Bunsen the, burners. the blue flame. Yeah. yeah, I think it's hotter than the blue flame. Right. Yes. So there's the orange and <laughs> there's the red and where's the white? I've never <laughs> no, seen no. the white. The Carlton fans are interested. We should we should do a segment on <laughs> these we? sayings, shouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. Um, like what? White hot. What's another one? Um, red hot. It's not. Open sesame, it's open says me. No, it's open sesame. No, it's not. What's the rule of thumb? I've got no <laughs> idea. It's one to look at. <laughs> oh, riveting as always. Yeah. Proud of your thoughts well, on Carlton. What game we doing? They've uh, St Kilda versus Carlton. Carlton gonna... have been outstanding. They, they should win this game, but I think it's going to be close. Now, really? St Kilda, they're fifth on the ladder for a reason. Everybody thought they are going to drop off a cliff, but they continue to get the job done. They kicked nine goals in the first quarter last week, albeit against Hawthorne, who have struggled this year. But yep. Ross Lyon finds a way um, with what they've got. 
So expected to be close, mm. but Carlton just. Yeah, uh, Jack Martin offering a bit for the Blues. In the He's been good. Pat- He's been really good. Patrick Cripps, past six weeks, outstanding as well. Surely the Blues get the job done in this one, unless Ross Lyon can work an absolute miracle. Right, how did you go the $100 play last week, uh, Browning? Well, I was stiff because Lance Franklin was my only leg and he went off injured. That and, is stiff. Um, yeah, so oh. there was a justice refund, but only in the same game multis, and obviously I had some multis. It was a disaster teams, for so. football followers and have a pump last weekend. Why? Tough. Just oh, about everything. Yeah. Um, huge upsets. People weren't even tipping one game. Yeah. No. Yeah, my, I think I got two or three in my tips. Uh, looking forward to an improvement. Yeah, but I've had a poor run. I've had a poor run. I'm going to bounce back. There's still four weeks to go, and I'm going to start with this one. And I'm pretty keen on this one. I know that you're worried about Bailey Scott down the bottom there, but he's putting up big numbers at the moment. Viney with no Oliver. Cody Waitman to kick two against the Tigers. Bailey Dale takes the kickouts. You watch him run down there and get that extra stat. And Tim Taranto's <laughs> dropped off a bit, but I think he'll get 25. Mm. Did, did Lee Montagne used to deliberately take the kickouts? Uh, Boost the numbers? Absolutely, he did. Yeah, every smart defender does, Jay. <laughs> Who did that for you? Uh, uh, Josh Hunt. Josh Hunt, Hunt yeah. Yep. Uh, Meters game, too. He'd kick at 70. Yes. Uh, I think you're multi? reaching a little bit there to try and get over the top of me, Nate. So let's have a quick look at my multi for this week. Essendon, Adelaide, Collingwood, Melbourne and Carlton. All head-to-head. I expect that multi to get, get up at $2.64. And just to keep me in the positive and see Nath yes. just dwindle away in, off into the sunset. I think we need to have a little side wager on who can uh, win the most money by the end of the season, well, including finals. The opposite to the sunset. Sunset, maybe. Very good. Um, Nathan Brown. Really, really tapering <laughs> off here, aren't we? <laughs> Thanks so much for your efforts. Well done, Stevie J. Enjoyed your work as always. Thanks to you, of course, for watching In the Back Pocket. We will catch you next week. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.